electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer. David Faber has the morning off. Equities hanging in there after Powell's speech on Monday and one of the worst days for bonds in a decade. That selling continues today. Two-year yield, 220. And we got more Fed speak on the way. Our roadmap begins with Fed Chair Powell's fight against inflation, saying that a rate hike above 25 basis points is on the table. Nike jumping on a quarterly beat while navigating some of those supply chain issues. And Alibaba surging as the company boosts its share buyback program to a record 25 billion dollars. We're going to start, though, with the markets and the message the Fed chair delivered uh, yesterday about rate hikes. If we conclude that it is appropriate to move more aggressively by raising the federal funds rate by more than 25 basis point at a meeting or meetings, we will do so. And if we determine that we need to tighten beyond common measures of neutral and into a more restrictive stance, we'll do that as well. Uh, he packed a lot in there. Go above neutral, we may do it. 50, we may do it. Tried to explain what happened to transitory. Talked about what part of the curve he looks at when, when inversions occur. He's not caught a break yet. I mean, just when you think that something's going to uh, change, you'll get a uh, nickel up limit. I mean, nickel was down today for the first time, not down the down limit. You'll, you'll get aluminum out of control. You'll find steel out of control. You'll look at food and you go to the super. So, I mean, he just doesn't catch any breaks. The Lennar call was seminal last week. We said supply chain's just completely broken. We've had a bunch of calls today saying it's 12 to 15 months now to get uh, a boat from China. So he's not had any luck. So it, I think it was smart for him to say that. If only just because if he doesn't catch a break soon, he needs to do it. Yeah, he did say one of the mistakes they made in, in sticking with transitory was underestimating the persistence of supply side, supply chain uh, friction. And today, a bunch of trims on auto production out of Goldman and wow. uh, some of the yeah. annual selling rates here in this country. Look, I, I think you're going to see a slowing just because there's some demand destruction. Uh, I, I find that when I listen to Powell, I think it's very logical because... I just don't, when you hear major home, home builders talk about how they can't get garage doors and they're having a hard time getting cabinets, cabinets, I mean, we're, we're talking about very simple things that should just be available. Uh, we, we're seeing major home builders go to Lowe's and Home Depot to get things. I mean, yet the gross margins hold up because these companies are so smart. But uh, it's just who can pass on prices faster. Do you think the, the argument over Bullard's on the tape this morning, again, saying 50, uh, we overstate our welcome on asset purchases. Does it matter to you, or is 50 just another 25 since they're already telegraphing a hike at every meeting? Well, I mean, I'm looking at the tenure. Just, I think they have to do 50 unless something happens. I mean, it's very interesting to hear how many companies are saying such a huge percentage of our workforce didn't come to work in January. I mean, I'd love to see something better go something go better somewhere. But I can't find anything that's lower 
then, 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 I mean, I had Stiefel on last night, really terrific interview. They were thinking about three rate hikes three months ago, and I think about seven rate hikes now. I mean, these are numbers that are not uh, conducive to having a continual rally. The advanced decline yesterday was not so good. Uh, but I do think that this is maybe one of those periods where you, you can buy Bristol-Myers. I mean, take a look at take a look at J and J. Yeah, how I mean, about yeah? Truist on Proctor today saying that was a great note. Yeah, you know, talking about Proctor being able to these these companies have pricing power and they don't have any. You know, this is when we had recession. When you began to have in two thousand, there was this moment in April where you started having Coca Cola go up and Merck go up, and we're there. We're there. I mean, I'd rather own Coca Cola than I would any software as a service company. What's the term? Shrinkflation. Where packages get smaller, but the, but the price well, stays Well, I mean, the look, same. I mean, everyone goes to cereal. Look, there's a, a couple of notes today about, about Deer. You know, Deer's got this great tractor that comes out this week where you don't need a driver. And a lot of things are, are, are keying on the idea that each row of the, each aisle of the supermarket is, is frightening. Uh, when I go to the supermarket, I'm kind of like, I mean, I should be more conscious. I'm, I don't get conscious until I'm at the register. At the register, I'm like, geez, I, there's got to be some mistake. What happened? There has to be. Um, so why are equities, you think it's because they, they, equities like the Fed being on top of the case? I think that, that the equity market showed its true colors last week, which is that uh, when you're dealing with executives, like let's say you're talking to a great executive like Dave Cody, who used to run Honeywell. I mean, he would tell you, listen, we have to end the cycle. We cannot be in a cycle where you can say to your customer, uh, okay, look, um, 30%. You have to pay 30% more. And then that guy then passed on 30%. We have to break that mentality. And that's what Powell got wrong, was that the mentality is now ingrained. I mean, I saw there's a note today about Sherwin-Williams and how it's time to buy Sherwin-Williams. I'm like thinking, are you kidding me? I mean, Sherwin-Williams has pricing power? Nobody has pricing power. You can't raise your prices as fast as they raise their prices, except for when you have a proctor, which can say, hey, guys, you know what? Go tell somebody else about that. Don't look at us. You want you want us? That's one of the reasons why I like the stock of Walmart for my travel trust. Walmart has the ability. Costco definitely. I mean, Costco can say, hey, guys, no, no, we got somebody better. But uh, Kroger did it. Kroger had a lot of pricing power. Right. But the companies that have pricing power, maybe I can name 10 companies with pricing power. 10? Yeah. I mean, there is there has been a pattern, and we're going to talk about Nike in a moment, of companies that complained about high costs and then gross margins went up. Well, that's, I mean, every home builder, they also, what was me, what was me, what was me, and then their, home, their gross margins were fabulous. And they always say, well, listen, we found ways to be able to do it. Uh, I think the ways they're able to do it is they raise price dramatically and people still buy homes. There's one month, as you said yesterday, there's no inventory in homes. So a $400,000 home is a $500,000 home. Now, I, I think if you really want, what, what, you want what the truth. This, the Oscars? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Jonas. Oh, yes. My friend from the dog park emailed me a photo of a window sticker for Bronco on the lot of a local Ford dealer. The MSRP, manufacturer's stamp, resupers, was 63000 on top of what was added, 35000 in market value pricing. And then he talks about how he was playing a pickleball game. Wicked returns, by the way. Where, <laughs> again, seeing a, a Lexus stickered higher. Where the cap rate for the car was, what, 100 and some odd? Yeah. Some odd 120K? Now, this was the best Jonas note ever because it really does state the truth, which is 
the prices for cars are not what you think. I mean, it's kind of like the crab claws at at the breakers. Nothing is is what I mean. A lot of times the sticker price has nothing to do with what you're actually paying. And that's what that's what that's what Powell has to understand. He has to go and try to buy a car. Well, Jonas's point would be they're playing with fire that they are inviting demand destruction by being so aggressive, more aggressive than the manufacturer. But we all need cars, and the used cars are a fortune. Look, I bought this Maverick, which my wife has since taken. It's a $48,000 completely stripped-down little little tr- truck. I mean, it's like a teeny-weeny little truck. And, uh, and you know, it, I, it, took, it took a solid 11 months. But when I got it, they hadn't raised the price, thank heavens. Mm-hmm. I am sure that that same, you can't, they don't even make the truck because there's not enough right. product. Either. But I got to imagine it makes you want to buy some dealers, at least. Jonas uh, even says revenue is going to be good again. I like, I like lithia. I think lithia is an undervalued situation. I don't have the, you don't have the problem of, uh, that people talk about with Carvana and the bonds. But I just, I don't want to get too granular other than to say that, again, uh, I don't have a lot of companies that can do it other than Nike, by the way, has. Uh, there was a moment in the, the Nike call tour de force, as always, Dono, just amazing. But he's talking about a, 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 a shoe. This was, it was called mo, a modulars, interlocking modules that connect the pieces of a shoe without glue that allows for an eight minute assembly, which is a fraction of the time it takes to make a trizzle shoe. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I felt so great after the Nike call. I really did. You know, I watched Nike call, I read the Nike call, watched Theranos. I mean, what a night. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because in Shoe Dog, uh, night goes through. All, there's a whole bit about how glue, how hard it is to Was glue. Was that one of together. the best parts yeah. I talk about in the piece that I'm doing tonight about Pre, the great Pre, Prefontaine. Ah. I had a stop Pre sign. I mean, if the saddest part of the book is what happened to, to, to Steve Prefontaine when he realized about, you know, he had a terrible terrible death, but yeah. he was also at the Munich Olympics. But yeah. the, the Shoe Dog book is, uh, Don Ho's taken that and gone one extra level. Right. Uh, we do have a bunch of price target increases today. Cowan goes to 154. Uh, Credit Suisse goes to 165. Uh, Foot Locker's going to benefit a little bit today. Not although, quite as much. Although, I think the Foot Locker was a bit more of window dressing, because what they really like is the right to consumer. And it, like Tim Cook, which of course on the board, they care what the customer wants and where the customer wants to buy. And they think the customer wants to buy on the app, the mobile app. So if the customer wants to buy the Foot Locker, fine. But they have more different shoes in there, which reminds me of all these people who trade shoes. And it, it, they trade shoes like they trade uh, crypto. It's like, except for um, neither one of them is actually used in a currency. How, how far are you willing to uh, read this as a tell? Is it, is it a tell on oh, the overall consumer how, what does it mean for China? Uh, okay, so China wasn't that great, but China wasn't as bad as people thought. Xiaomi reported last night, and they had a fantastic number. Now, there's a note today that that says that Apple may be having a weaker period. I don't. I discount that entirely when I saw the Xiaomi note. You know, you have to go through these notes. There's like so many today. Yeah. Uh, and the the trick to understanding China, I believe, is the buyback, the increased buyback, Alibaba, and. Uh, I just think that it was just an extraordinary thing to add another $10 billion. Xiaomi, great numbers. Alibaba buyback. Barclay says China, February handsets below seasonal. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying the Barclays, no. Uh, $25 billion is going to be the biggest buyback in, in Baba's history for sure. Well, the communists have obviously said, look, we want 
things to be good. Now, Pinduoduo, which is my favorite stock from the point of view of just absurd names, uh, is finally starting to make a turn, too. Yeah. Starting to turn. Well, you think the you think the crackdown is easing here? I, mean, I think that they feel like, look, we got to get something going here, uh, and, and let's just let the capitalists have a have their way for a few weeks and suck some people in. Wow, look at that. Uh, well, let's suck the you know the, the managers seem to come on our air and say, hey, listen, the time is right, and then they're vindicated, you know, for about four weeks, and then the communists have said, all right, enough, you made enough money. That's kind of how it works over yes, there, it is. Right? Right. Now, the communists suck you in. Yes. Right? They just put you in, and then not they say, much. not, not too, too much. much, not too much, because then again, you know, they've got their Maoist roots. Right. Maoist really bad for the market. Uh, not a huge trader, as I understand. No, no. John Lai, not yeah. either. Yeah. You know, Deng Xiaoping a little more. <laughs> Deng Xiaoping liked the penny. He was the penny stock guy. He, he would have used Robin Hood, right? Yeah. He, oh, my God. Yes, and he would be Five Sigma. It was a Five Sigma <laughs> event for, uh, for Joe and Lai. <laughs> Uh, we got a lot more to get to this morning. Uh, a lot of moves uh, in currencies. The yen, of course, we'll watch the 10-year oil. Seeing a little bit of relief as we try to determine whether or not the EU can uh, decide overall whether to ban Russian oil. Take a look at futures. A lot more Squawk on the Street continues after a short break. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Futures looking pretty good here. Of course, we had the big rally last week. A little bit of a breather yesterday as Powell said that the Fed is set to move expeditiously was the word he used. Uh, and the bond sell-off continues today. Two, uh, two-year did get to 220. Again, the highest since 2019. We'll get uh, market action. Of course, the opening bell in about 15 minutes. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Carnival's out with quarterly numbers a few moments ago. It did post a loss of $1.66. Uh, analysts have been looking for a loss of $1.26. Revenue, $2.26 billion, was pretty much in line. Right. Tune in for an exclusive with the Arnold Donald on Closing Bell this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they do see adjusted EBITDA going positive at the beginning of the summer season. Yes, and uh, they're talking about having each brand's full fleet back in guest cruise operations. And look, I... Look, you can sell the stock on this, but the fact is the future sounds better than the past. And I keep waiting for to hear from uh, Frank Del Rio from uh, from Norwegian. And the reason why I like Norwegian is because they have been the most strict about vaccines. And I, I always think that they got a great reputation for doing that. I think they're going to have some good numbers. Right. Uh, liquidity, about $7.2 billion. Uh, risk of having to raise more capital at this point or no? Oh, I don't think so. I think they could be fine because I think that people have now, as Frank told me on, on Mad Money, they accept the risk. They accept that there could be COVID on a plane and accept that there's COVID on a boat. You know, it's, they accept COVID in the office. They just accept it. And I think that we, we have to, that's one of the things we have to get used to. And Dr. Cotley talks about that a lot. It's like, you know, okay, you're vaccinated, you might get sick, but you won't go to the hospital, which is the big deal. Right. There is a note uh, from the WHO today that countries in Europe, uh, in their words, relax the rules too brutally. And as a result, we're seeing some of these cases rise. Although JPM's got a note out today saying this is what endemic looks like. You're going to get waves. Yeah. And as long as hospitals aren't overrun, uh, you won't have to adjust too much. I think that's right. Uh, look, I'm not saying we're not going to think about it in this new, I mean, we're all trying to figure out when you need another vaccine or not. I am saying that it just sounds like a really bad flu. And in some cases, like I didn't know I had it until I was tested by the company. Um, I was feeling pretty good. And then I realized, hey, listen, I'm supposed to feel bad. And then we had, we had a set at home. Uh, I, I, had a, I had laryngitis for a day. Uh, and then I felt very badly that I've come to work much more sick <laughs> and gotten everybody infected. Right. I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, there is a... Um some polling data published by Amex today. Uh, the world is ready to travel. 74% of respondents agree they're willing to book a trip for 22, even if they might have to cancel or modify later. So that's 74 versus 56 last year. Yeah, Steve Squire was telling me the pent-up demand. The first thing he said, by the way, was weddings. Weddings. Like, you know, people did not have weddings. So now they have weddings. And so every weekend's booked for everybody. Like, everybody has a, something to do every single week, except for me. I just sat at home and watched uh, the, Lakers. You know, the Lakers. The Lakers dunk. <laughs> Thank you, Heather Gaines, for that particular tip. <laughs> Works with me. Mad money. But I just, you know, Steve was really adamant that there's a generation of people who just simply won't stay home. They feel like they missed two years of their life. And they're owed it. Yes, and they're owed it. They're owed it. I also think that his view of, of worker travel, which is that you're out for two days, you might have to travel purpose, he calls it purpose visiting the office. I call it, are you kidding me? These 28-year-olds, his sons, they will not, like, I mean, the revolt of the 28-year-old is really one of the greatest stories of our time. How these people got control of the, of the entity is beyond me. Well, they, they got it, and they're not about to let go of no. it easily. No. And, and, I mean, you know, I think they'll come in, but there needs to be a good reason. Well, well look, I mean, it brings us to Disney. 
I mean, no one has to, if someone's really upset at Disney, bye-bye. Right. I mean, they can, there's like a million places. Someone who works at Disney can get a job pretty easily because they worked at Disney, which is some of the thing that they should be thinking about because if people are upset, it's not like they're like, <laughs> try getting another job. It's like, oh, I'll go get another job across the street. Yep. We are going to talk about Disney, of course, uh, Chapex challenges in, in managing some Real of the, challenges. Uh, the staffing and labor issues right now that they have in front of them. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and we'll count down to the opening bell in just a moment. Take another look here at Futures on this Tuesday. We're back in a second. Time now for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Okay, so today's a very big day. We've got the uh, ribbon cutting in Berlin for the Gigafactory uh, for Tesla. I think Tesla stock's about to have a big run. And Tesla stock could be a major leader here. And one of the reasons I think is that, oh, and often off-guessed, Dan Ives is saying, in a nutshell, we believe by the end of 2022, Tesla will now have the capacity run rate for overall 2 million units. And they also seem to have the supply chain problems figured out a lot better than everybody else. Uh, and then uh, they talk about de-risking China that China is no longer as important, which is obviously major because China's so convoluted. But I just think this is right in the wheelhouse of the country that is known as the capital. Uh, now, I, I used to be Detroit, and I still love Detroit, but you're, you're going up against BMW and Benz. And, you know, Musk, Musk just laughs at everyone. He's contemptuous of everyone other than Musk. I like that. It is amazing that even though uh, Giga Berlin's been in the works for so long, uh, its debut is coinciding with the time where the EU is like, we got to get off oil. Yes. And by the way, everything seemed to me to be a a hoax that was against him. The forest, the Schwarzwald. I mean, come on. Give me a break. I mean, they just there were just interests in Germany that didn't want this. But you're right. I mean, how, by the way, I was talking to someone the other day about Germany recommissioning nuclear. You just can't. Right. Just yeah. Can't. Now it's Japan that's sort of in the same boat, uh, so reliant on nuclear. Uh, and you saw what happened to the yen versus the dollar. I know. Uh, worse oh. since uh, 2016. Oh, worse than, no. So, uh, so I, I'm very, uh, look, I think we should feel proud that Tesla has gone right to the capital and said, you know what, Bavaria Motor Works, take this. People want Teslas. They're not buying your electric cars. Right. And that's a very, very good call. And uh, as far as Musk goes, he's got that going on. And also Starlink and the benefits that's giving to Ukraine and their ability to um, stay connected is pretty amazing. I, look, I, I think Musk is, Musk, I mean, I would give him the ball. If I were the president, I would say, all right, what do we do? What do we do weapon-wise? We're sending third gen. We're sending these weapons over from a desert storm. I mean, just tell us what to do. What would you do, Elon? But I don't know how. Like the president seems so, so uncomfortable with business people. Yeah. And the only seem the only person is Gene Raimondo, but that's the Commerce Secretary. That's never been the power in the White House. Right. I think the president. I think the National Security Council is really running the show, and they've got to sit down with people like Musk and say, "What do you think?" So, uh, as far as Tesla goes. Is this a situation where it is sort of zero sum or does a better Tesla availability, production, flywheel lead to better awareness of EVs, which means good things for GM? I think it could be both. I mean, you can be uh, they're taking share and more people are going to love it. And I think that it's selling well in China. Uh, Look, he's got the best. I mean, it's like I remember when when Henry Ford had the Model T and the Model A. I mean, he he had the the market share was extraordinary. By the way, everybody's got 
electric cars, but he sells electric cars. <laughs> right. The others are kind of concept companies. Although I think that Ford, we're going to discover, is sold out. Yeah. We're discover that Ford is sold out, but Ford can't make them, and everyone needs lithium. And oh my, I mean, this is just a moment where we're. We had a note today about the cutting of the production of the autos because yep. they can't make them. We still don't have the right semiconductors. It is just very bearish out there, except for Tesla, which can really give Tesla. Tesla could be up 100 points without a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, to Jim's point, Goldman today cuts. This is global oh. auto production, but they're going now with 81 million, 81.6 million cars for the year. They were at 85 million. Yeah. So you're taking three and a half million cars that's a lot of off cars. the market. No, and that's very bad GDP. Uh, the one thing that they did, they put Schlumberger on the conviction buy list, uh, overestimated Russian exposure. Uh, a lot of people have, there's a lot of false Russian exposure and some real Russian exposure. Titanium is real. Boeing keeps claiming that they have enough. Uh, Boeing, again, always on the hot seat. Uh, it's true. We'll talk about that in one second. Let's get the opening bell here in the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It is Forge Global, a private securities marketplace celebrating its listing via SPAC at the NASDAQ. It's utility owner and operator Global Water Resources. Jim mentions Boeing, and the latest indications uh, do show uh, no survivors in that crash in China. They did tweet yesterday, Jim. Our thoughts are with the passengers of the flight. We are working with our airline customer and are ready to support them. Uh, until then, we really know nothing until the NTSB says no, something. We don't want don't to speculate. It's just, it's just not worth it. There's going to be an answer. Uh, we don't have it. I know that there was a note this morning about how Boeing, they're still producing more than people think. And I'm, I, until I hear that directly from Calhoun, I'm not a buyer of it. I just am not. I think that there's people who are always, this is a JP Morgan says production will be boosted on 737. I want to hear from Calhoun. If I hear from Calhoun, Calhoun, Dave's got my number. Just give me a jingle. I'm right here. Uh, we'll see what Boeing does. Obviously, a rough day yesterday. Jim, Nike's going to lead us uh, uh, at the so open. Great. Nike's so great. Nike's so great. Along with a bunch of the banks, as um, oh yeah, the rates are yeah. I mean, B of A's got well. a, a good note today saying that bank earnings actually were closely correlated to the yield curve, but not so much since the early 2000s. Well, I mean, Stiefel Financial, which I had on last night at SF, which is just such a great outfit and a serious buy here. Really, I mean, the stock's up very big, in, in large part because they said, "Listen, we're completely levered." It, it, it's just a great opportunity. Uh, Bank of America is the one that's most closely correlated. Don't forget Wells Fargo. I, this is Charlie Scharf, who's been so under the radar screen. Drives me crazy. I mean, Charlie's got a great story to tell. Uh, raised a dividend. Uh, came back from the abyss. City, I don't know. Cities, no one seems to understand why City can sell at such a big discount to book. Uh, Goldman Sachs, they're obviously upset that their stock's as low as it is. Morgan Stanley always feels like, are you kidding me? Why are we lumped in with these other guys? <laughs> I mean, every one of these banks, they have like a wrap. You know, they're like, they just have, they're, they're like, they're like series. Like, well, there's a Netflix series on J.P. Morgan. And One's a thriller. There's one on you know, Amazon Prime. It's got a Goldman one. Yes, and, yes. And the Theranos, of course, which is by far the best I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Um, Kalanovic, by the way. Walgreens does not look good. Just for a spoiler alert, you don't want to buy Walgreens after you see the uh, Uh, new management. Marco Kalanovic, speaking of all of this, said the quant over at JP Morgan said, in general, 
curve inversions, 510s, often give you a false tell. A better, yes, a better way to look at it is when um, real rates rival GDP growth. That's when you really start I, to I get into trouble. I think that's great. And it also just takes away the constant fear. I mean, I find that people look at the bonds in the morning and they just want to put their head under the covers. You know, I get up at 3.30, so I don't have to worry about that. No covers. So I never put my head under it. But I, I just think it, there's, people are afraid of their shadow with bonds. And I thought that was a very, very good call. We got to like, you got to start thinking bigger. And by the way, remember that there are lots of companies that if they could just stop the raw costs from going up after raising their prices, and not just Tyson Foods, which could have a real windfall, but I mean, Colgate hit a 52-week low this week. If you get, an, if you get a, a halt to the cost of whitener to TIO2, whoa, you got to buy Colgate. Right. So, I mean, there are places, there are places, there are things that could produce enough that we finally get uh, and to the problems. And by the way, one of them that I think of is Apple. I mean, we have notes this morning about how uh, Skyworks may not make the numbers and Corvo may not make the numbers. And then I start thinking, all right, you may think that that's, that's uh, a problem with Apple. I say that could be good for Apple. And by the way, Apple acted quite well yesterday. And the bears on Apple are endless. And the bears are always like, they come on and they say, look, I think it's going to be an unbelievable year. I think that the numbers are great. I think, But I don't like the stock. Are you kidding me? I mean, like the stock, the company's going to have a good number, I think. It's like Nike. When Nike fell to 120, everyone decided that Nike was going to do really terribly. And then if you listen to Nike, there was absolutely nothing. It fell to 116. Not only was there nothing wrong with Nike's quarter, but uh, every single line on them, particularly the direct-to-consumer, but also I, I know when you listen to really good football announcers like Al Michaels talk about separation. Well, they just talk about separation. Now, they, here's a good one. Who else makes sneakers? <laughs> it's, it's a small universe. And then, like, you look at the, comp- at the players that they've lined up, and who they have. I mean, this was a remarkable quarter, and I just think that, that Donahoe was kind of undercurrent of it was, what were you guys thinking? Do you think that we can't handle this environment? We can't handle any environment because we are the best and we're purpose driven. And we don't just mean purpose driven throwing the words out. We mean that we are sports sneaker. And that's why you got to go back to shoe dog. This was a shoe dog quarter. And, and I, that's by Buck Knight. It's a, we all know it's like the best business book. It also reads like a novel. Uh, but I've got to tell you, it was ex- it was vintage night. Yeah. Like, there's nobody else who does it like we do. Um, there is a uh, lot of talk about cybersecurity, especially uh, coming off of the president's comments Trying yesterday. to get a line on it, yeah. And now we got Okta investigating claims of uh, a hacker data breach. I yeah. mean, are you, are you sort of bracing for some yes, negative I, news event? Yes, I am. You are. Um, now, Okta was a very unfortunate. That's Todd McKinnon, and he's done a great job. And it looks like there's got some screenshots. It looks like the... the the sound of the whole instance was something like, hey, you think we're secure, but we're maybe not. I saw Nikesh Aurora last week, who's unbelievably good from Palo Alto. He says, be prepared. George Kurtz from CrowdStrike says, be prepared. I don't know what it's going to come in the form of, but we have some good people in cybersecurity. So I'm not so sure that we're just going to be rolling over. We, we, have, we have companies that are, we have major banks that have two and three and four uh, over, you know, suspenders and, and belts. So uh, while I always want to fear it because I just think that the Russians have no scruples whatsoever, the North Koreans haven't, the Chinese haven't, and we've done a pretty good job. Right. Um, 
Interesting piece in the journal this morning about uh, New York City and how it's a city where everyone wants to live yes. and no one wants to work. I know. Um, and he, so you end up with a lot of businesses, which are doing fine, and others that are reliant on sort of quick workers coming in, quick lunch. They're not getting the, the traffic. No. But I do see Simon Property up, too, this morning. Well, look, and people are shopping. I mean, Simon Property, every time... This thing goes down, 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 and then we hear about how well they're doing, and boom, it goes right back. Simon Property Yield 5, that dividend is, is no, no difficult. I don't want to say absolute safe, but I think that the dividend, David Simon, is going to give you that dividend. I, I find that, that there are companies that are so good at what they do. Uh, Federal Realty, I, I just think the Federal Realty, Don Wood is fantastic at what he does. And that you know, only yields 3.6 because he's doing so well, but shopping has become, once again, uh, we like to do not not everywhere, not everywhere, because there are places in the mall, pockets of the mall, that people aren't going. Gap stores not doing that well, but uh, I like I love Costco here. I think Costco is the retailer for this moment. Well, because uh, there's always the possibility of a membership hike, special, special dividend. dividend. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's their trump card. They I don't mean, play it very often. No, but Costco they have two. They have two. Uh, uh, stores in in China, they could have twenty. I mean, they're having good good numbers in Canada, in Mexico. There isn't a place where there's a Costco where people don't want to, you know, line up for a Costco. So I think that that's still good. I, by the way, let me give you the other ones that I think are really great. I think that anything after listening to the auto calls, if you want global foundries, Lamb Research. These are the companies that are determined to be able to make it so that the chips that are needed are going to be supplied. So uh, Lamb Research, I think, is the number one of the semi-equipment. And Global Foundry is a very, very good company. Oh, by the way, NVIDIA, don't forget. I was one o'clock today, Jensen Wong. One o'clock. Yep. And the world stops. And tonight, no matter what you do, you've got to go listen to his call or watch his call. He'll be in his patented uh, black motorcycle jacket, I hope. Uh, and he is, uh, remember, you're going to have to try to expand your mind. You just may not understand it the first time. But, you know, he's, Could you repeat that? We're just not Jensen. in. You know, it's like interesting because it's like when I remember I went into a class on um, uh, on logic at Harvard. Logic, you know. It turned out it was mathematical. I got out of there like bat out of hell. Um, <laughs> but, but office it, hours didn't yeah, help. Oh my God. But, you know, it's, that's when you listen to Jensen. He'll be talking about the digital twin. And you'll just want the cliff notes so bad. Or the, uh, remember, the rose, that fabulous rose uh, canon, the canon to Shakespeare. That's who he is. And by the way, Shakespeare, he is a Shakespearean character, but a good one. Jensen? Yeah. Really? King Henry IV. From one of the comedies, I I hope. Yes. (laughs) No, Falstaff. Um, Falstaff's the other guys. (laughs) Jim, we mentioned Disney uh, in the first half hour. Uh, It's uh, hanging in there up about 1%. I guess, I guess the question is really whether or not this ends up being material to growth, uh, uh, to, to subs, right? It's just such an internal uh, controversy that they're dealing with right well, now. Well, it's a week of April 4th that people are, are supposed to come in, not before that. Uh, mostly senior executives now, some groups, uh, treasury, there, there are people coming in. Uh, and, and, you know, I find I think it's wonderfully normal to be back to work is what I'm understanding from terrific people who work there. I, I don't want to overdo it since everyone else seems to be overdoing it. And I know there's a lot of talk about uh, Iger versus Chapin. Well, how about Schultz versus Johnson? 
And Starbucks up five since Howard's come back. Well, people forget about the Iger Eisner. Yeah. I mean, rift there was. It's, successions haven't I, always come easy. The only one I've heard was Bonga Mibot at Mastercard. That's the only one I could find where it's smooth and they like each other and it's high five. Right. Two uh, two people who are grown-ups and geniuses, by the way. This Mibot, I mean, Edgy Bonga has picked a fantastic successor, and it, it, it is just. But when you think about the bank successors, I don't know how many of them talk to each other. Yeah. Wow, I mean, um, Mastercard's up fifty bucks in just in just a couple of weeks. Well, look, I mean, Mike had, he had a, Michael had a fantastic, fantastic analyst meeting where he really talked about everything from cybersecurity to Russia. Uh, Russia, huge, yep. hugely material. Well, the, you know, the Russians have, I mean, famously, Russians have two and three credit cards, and well, sorry, now they're in some sort of Chinese system. We could talk about nothing but Russia, and I think it's fascinating people, but I think a lot of people just feel like. How is it possible that there could be, that we're like thinking about a beach house in their huddled in the subway? Uh, it just doesn't seem possible. Well, we, we talked yesterday about the way in which the market has adapted to those events. The, the VIX back to its 100 day. I mean, volatility has really receded. We could go to 4,500 this morning. I, 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 well, look, it, it's not our job to talk about angst. It, uh, yeah, does that doesn't mean like, wow, I love Coinbase here. How about the, what's going on in Kiev? I mean, uh, but I think we all wake up and we read those headlines and then we say, OK, now we have to compartmentalize. And I didn't think that you, we would be compartmentalizing this quickly, right. particularly because it, it's trench warfare. We don't really have the right. We should, Our environment's got better drones than we're using. We're using handheld. You have the drones from the backpack. I mean, if you go in and look at what, if you just go to the Air Environment webpage, you could realize that you could do a better job yourself than what National Security Council is doing. Right. You just say, you know, send them. I mean, the webpage, by the way, you can get, well, let's just put it this way. Um, the, the Russians would be shocked if, the, if we got the real, real weapons. Yeah. Uh, the two big headlines on Russia, by the way, one is ArcelorMittal uh, removing Russia uh, supplies from their own steel supply chain. That, they're a huge player. But the other is the Kremlin saying that they think negotiations should get more active. I mean, I don't know. I don't trust them. Yeah. What is India doing? It's India seems suddenly a democracy, seems to be in the wrong orb. India not being called out at all. I, I don't get that. But you know, we're not United Nations people. But what is that about? Yeah, it's been uh, confusing to some. In the meantime, Carl, it is amazing. I mean, here we are. Apple's up and. You know, we've got some good movement uh, uh, in all the cybersecurity. Only Upstart seems to be hit. And that Upstart was because there was a in Upstart being they have a terrific way to be able to uh, uh, to do AI loans. And, uh, well, I mean, people are saying that there's a lot of bad, you know, some loans going bad for AI. And I found that quizzical because I always thought that you that AI would be better. Uh, now, Upstart, just, you know, is supposed to be putting an end to FICA. That's what they want, and democratizing loans. And I don't know. I mean, if they have um, uh, if they have vintages, like Wedbush says, who took it to a cell, which has a 2.91 percent, uh, you can't have a delinquency that high without real, real problems right. going down the road. I wait to hear what Upstart says because I, I felt they're a pretty good firm, but those are bad numbers. That's bad numbers, and you're not going to get rid of FICO using those numbers. Right. Uh, yeah, a firm uh, down two percent. Uh, as well, two and a half. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I had a, now I, I had Max Lepchin on last week, and I thought he made a good good case. But you know what? 
if you have delinquencies for that buy now, pay later, like you're going to not, Brian Wynn is going to tell you, you don't know how to loan. Right, right. So we are within about 10 points of 4,500. Let's get to Bob Bassani this morning. Hey, Bob. Move up here, 0.7% for the Dow and the S&P. Dow's being helped by, of course, Nike and the banks doing well. Take a look at the sectors. Uh, important thing here is the banks up, J.P. Morgan, Amex, Goldman, uh, all helping out the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Nike doing well, as I mentioned, too. Uh, consumer discretionary being helped. That's Nike right there. Tech's holding in there, modest rally. Energy's flat, but don't, don't kid yourself. Uh, you know, oil went from 94 to uh, 110 uh, in just a few days, so that's still very much on the table. S&P 500, I notice here, just above the 200-day moving average, 44.72 was the old 200-day moving average. We haven't been there in the last six, seven weeks or so. Uh, so that's nice to see. That's positive momentum overall. Uh, let's take a look at the two big market issues, and we know what they are. Number one, uh, we have the Fed, a 50 basis point rate hike potentially back on the table. And the other problem is those higher oil prices here. There's no easy replacement for Russian oil, and there's a lot of notes out over the weekend and overnight about this. Uh, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates uh, not dramatically increasing production, uh, not a lot of movement on the negotiations with Iran. And U.S. domestic producers, they've been burned before by this. Discipline, capital discipline is a big thing about not increasing production too much and then getting burned down the road when prices come back. So you're kind of stuck. You're looking for 8 million barrels a day to replace the Russian oil. Bank of America had my favorite quote this morning. This is what they said. Fully displacing Russian oil exports in excess of 8 million barrels a day with spare OPEC capacity and incremental U.S. shale supply is mathematically not possible over the next two years in the absence of a major oil demand contraction. That sums it all up there uh, and the problems we've got. So don't kid yourself about oil being down today. Uh, 110 is a, is a pretty high level overall. Uh, let's move on. Alibaba up 11%. Have you seen these moves in Alibaba? Here? It was $74. Six or seven days ago, I think we're 112 or 113 on Alibaba right now. The important thing is the buybacks. Again, I keep emphasizing this. It's not about buybacks. It's about share count reduction. Share count reduction reduces, uh, improves the earnings per share. And that's what you want. Alibaba has not reduced share count in a long, long time. They have 2.4 billion shares outstanding. Put that back up there in 2017. Now they have 2.7 billion. Their share count is up about 12% in the last five years. That's important. Now, let's hope these share counts, this buyback reduces the share count. But oftentimes, well, I've told you about this, it's a giant hamster wheel for corporations in general. You improve the share counts, you, you do the buyback, and then at the other end, you simply give executives more options and they exercise the options and you don't get any share count reduction. Let's hope this leads to actual share count uh, reduction. Finally, um, if David was here, I'm sure he'd mention a very interesting SPAC that we've got today because uh, this is a, a business that a lot of people are very interested in. Forge Global Holdings, right behind me here, just went uh, public. This is a SPAC deal. It's Motive Capital. They completed a business combination with Forge Global Holdings. This is a private securities marketplace. And what happens here is it enables companies, uh, company shareholders to trade shares with accredited investors. We've talked about this. this. Companies have stayed private for much, much longer than most people ever anticipated that they would. Some companies have been private for 10 years now. So there's a need for employees and for companies, early stage venture capital people who invested in these companies to find some way to monetize their investment 
These enable, Carl, a marketplace uh, to do that. The CEO, uh, Kelly Rodriguez, is here right behind me. In fact, they're ringing uh, their internal little private bell. I'll go over and say hello to him now. But they're a very interesting company going public today. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thanks for that, uh, Bob Pisani. Quick reminder, as we go to break, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up, find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or use the QR code on your screen. Uh, you won't believe the content uh, that you will. Yeah, it's out. been good, Thank really you. good. Before we go to break, take a look at the bond report as we uh, keep our eye on treasuries. We do have some inversions today on threes, tens. Although as Powell said yesterday, he really looks at Fed funds to 18 months as the clue to, to what part of the curve is important. VIX is down for a sixth wow. straight day. We're back in a minute. S&P is above the 200-day again. We'll see if we can hold it this time. Dow, meantime, up 272, and the heat map looks pretty good. Just a few components in the red, including Home Depot, J&J, and Salesforce. Stop Trading with Jim is coming up next. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. You know, the NASDAQ, three to one to the bulls. I'd like to look at which one is the most important tell, and that's Alphabet. Morgan Stanley put out a piece today to talk about travel's good, vertical's going to be great, just trying to figure out how much better it's going to be. I think that's the one that could go to its uh, all-time high of the FANG stocks. Once again, Phil LeBeau back and, back and forth with me, Tesla, the Gigafactory, really, really important. And I've got uh, Bausch Health tonight. Bausch Health is breaking up, and no one seems to care. Uh, I care. It's in my travel trust. I want to find out how the pieces are doing. They do need a better market, but from the looks of what we got here, there is a better market. And from the looks of the bank stocks, maybe there's good things ahead. The market likes something that we haven't come up with. It likes something, whether it be the, the Fed's persistence or whether it be the idea that perhaps he is going to, that, that Jay's going to navigate us. It, it, well, I, I did a piece yesterday in praise of Jay. It was so sycophantic, it made me sick myself when I wrote it. <laughs> hey, Woodward wrote a whole book called Maestro. Yes! <laughs> yes! So, you're right. So you, there's ways to go. I think that, by the way, the fact that NVIDIA is down ahead of Jensen's speech, speech, people are doubting the man. They've doubted him many times. You generally like that. I do. I wanted to see it down. Uh, remember, it has to do with vision, and you may not get it initially. In the same way that when I went to the Da Vinci uh, Museum, and there he had, he, had a hel- he had a helicopter. He had figured out a helicopter. <laughs> he did. He's like, oh, here's a helicopter. And he'd been like, go to cadavers, and he was doing amazing the things. Guy, it, it, the guy was the best. Yeah, and that's Jensen. I mean, Jensen built the headquarters, and it's like, there's grass on all the walls. So I said, how do you do that? He goes, well, if you figure the sunlight correctly, you can always grow grass on the walls. No one's growing grass on the walls except for Jensen. We'll see what happens at 1, Jim. We'll see you tonight at Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.